0: Good morning, everybody. I'm so thankful to be here with you. My name is Pastor Carl. I'm the NH Students Director. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Uh, praying you are having a good week and that, um, man, that you've just been seeing God do incredible things in your life. Um, thank you for joining us here today. And uh, we're here in just a minute. We're going to be diving into God's Word. We're going to be in Luke chapter 12. So if you want to uh, get prepped while I'm uh, kind of introing here, if you want to grab your Bible or something, follow along in Luke chapter 12. We're going to be here in a second. But before I get into that, man, awesome things have been happening here at the church. Um, One, we've been having the movie series, if you've been a part of that. And uh, absolutely love getting to be a part of the movie series. And what's cool is actually our adults and our students watch the same movie so everybody's kind of watching and learning from the same thing and man it's uh, I love it popcorn you got candy you got all sorts of things people coming back to church and uh, it has been a blast so if you've been able to join us on one of our four campuses uh, love that you get to be a part of that also what's cool is people are bringing their ones you know we've been doing a big push on on what is a one and someone that's lost, someone that we have a relationship with that's lost, and bringing them in to hear about the good news of Jesus. And, and man, just hearing story after story of people's ones, people's friends or family members that they have coming to church for the first time or for the first time in a long time and getting to hear the good news of Jesus. That's what it's all about. Um, something on the on the student front, which has been really cool, <clears throat> is we've been feeding a bunch of teachers. Uh, we fed over 30 schools and fed all the teachers because, man, this is a hard school year. I don't know if, if you know some teachers, and maybe you are a teacher, um, but with COVID and everything else and just the normal grind of school, this has been a hard couple weeks, and so, man, we need to be praying for our teachers and, and uh, just... They do a lot for us, and so we're really thankful for them. So, um, Let's dive into Luke chapter 12, but before we do, I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll get started, okay? Lord, thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for today. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to open your word. I pray, God, that you would uh, speak clearly, give us guidance and wisdom, and, Lord, uh, help us learn uh, what you want us to get from your word today. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, so um, if you've been following along on our TNT devotionals, you know we've been hitting kind of on the on the topic of money. So how do we handle our money? Um, and here's here's the thing, it's just something to remember, is, is our goal is that we honor God with our money, right? That's the goal. And money isn't a bad thing. It's not um, inherently something that is evil and that if you have money, you're evil or anything like that. No. Um, what is dangerous is when, uh, money becomes our, uh, our our idol, right? And we start to worship. That's what idolatry is. right? when we start to worship money, it becomes our God. Um, when that becomes our main focus, it becomes all we seek after. Um, that's when money can be very dangerous. And, and so what we're going to be talking about is, man, what, Money uh, can do, and what we believe it can be, and how we can use it properly. And we see in the student ministry all the time is like the dangers of seeking after money, and students even trying to get a job that they don't actually care about. Man, or they're not asking themselves, Hey, what is God calling me to do? He's they're thinking, What job can make me the most money? And it's just a dangerous train of thought, and so. Um, We're going to dive in today in Luke chapter 12, verse 13. So that's where we're going to be starting. Luke chapter 12, verse 13. Uh, I'm going to read to us and then we'll break it down. Uh, Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Now, um, you can feel like we're kind of jumping in halfway in the story because we really are kind of jumping in halfway through the story. Um, Before this... God was talking about, man, how does it, what does it mean to put God first in your life? And what does it mean to, to call on the name of the Lord and, and really just kind of dive into it? And all of a sudden, someone in the crowd says, hey, teacher, tell my brother to give me my inheritance. And, and in the Old Testament, an older brother would get two-thirds of an inheritance and a younger brother would get one-third. We don't know any of the details. Um, but what we can tell uh, from Jesus' response is kind of where this guy's heart is at. And so we see in, in Luke chapter 13, him kind of interrupt, in verse 13, and then 14 and 15, Jesus' response. So check this out. He says, Man, who appointed me judge or arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Amen, amen, amen. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. You know what this is right here? This is what scripture does. It's opposite of culture. This book can be a lot of times, and most of the time, it's opposite of culture. And so, where it says here, is you have to be on the the lookout of all kinds of greed. And one of the biggest things of greed is trying to chase after the abundance of possessions. Because the truth is, and I want you to know this today, the truth is we are not defined by our job or our title or our pay or the car we drive or the house we live in or the vacation we can go on or the clothes we can buy or the, or the things we can buy our kids. Or No, that's not what we're defined by. What Jesus calls that, chasing after those things, is, is greed. And he simply says that life does not consist there. You can attempt to find life there, but true life, only comes from serving God and finding your identity in him. And, and honestly, what all those things are is it's the opposite of keeping your focus on the Lord, right? We focus on ourselves. And that's what the world's main focus is. So it shouldn't surprise any of us that society and culture can be self-centered, right? And us as believers, though, as Christians, where are we going to fall? Right? Are we going to be people that focus on ourselves or are we going to be people that fight off the temptation um, to always be chasing after the next thing, right, whatever it is? Are we going to fight off that temptation to try to one-up the parents that are able to buy their kid these shoes or maybe if your kid's driving now, this car, pay for them to go to this college? Are we going to fight off that fear of I'm not doing enough or I'm not good enough and say, man, my identity is in Jesus. My focus, my attention is in Jesus. My goal for my kids is not necessarily to have the nicest things, but to have a relationship with Jesus. That's our focus. And then after, you know, guy interrupts him, verse 13, Jesus kind of calls him out in verse 14 and 15, he then tells him this parable in verse 16. He said he told him this parable. The ground of a certain man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, verse 17, he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Okay, so basically, summary, this guy was very successful. As it says, yielded abundant harvest. And then he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. So, he had a lot of success. Let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with success. It's what we do with the success that matters. There is nothing wrong to, man, to have a successful business and, and, and to be blessed in that way. Man, That what a blessing, right? If, if you've received monetary value, and I'll just be honest with you, um, even if you think you're poor on American standards, just look culturally and worldwide, globally, uh, we are wealthy. We are the wealthiest country in the world. We are some of the wealthiest people in the world. And so even if you don't feel wealthy, you are on a global level. And so it's what do we do with that success? It's it's all about our heart, right? It's, it's what do we do here? And so this is where this guy's at. He's kind of at a crossroads. He gets a lot of money. He thinks, man, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. In other words, I already have so much stored up. My, my bank account is already set up. My 401k is set up. You know, I got, I got my IRA set up. I'm good to go. Everything, my nest egg's ready. I got my financial planner. He's, he says I got a good plan. But I got all this extra money. What do I do with it? And then he's, here's, this is what he says in verse 18. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns. I will build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. So in other words, man, I don't have enough space to store my stuff. I'm going to create another bank account. I'm going to go find other places to put all this money because I'm not giving it away. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to store it. I'm going to keep it all for myself. Again, me focused instead of others focused. Focusing on what do I want? What do I need in this moment? And that's what he does. He built a bigger barn. He stores all his stuff. Then he says in verse 19, And I'll say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Um, before I just completely bash this guy and just say, man, how ridiculous. That sounds a lot like us. Let me rephrase it. You work really hard. You invest in your 401k. You meet with your financial planner. They say, hey, if you can save this amount of money a year, you put it in here, um, man, you'll be able to retire at this age. And then you have that golden year that you're just trying to work to. So you work really, really hard. You, you, you do what you need to do. You stay late at the office. You do what you have to do to get to this golden number. You get to the number and then you get to finally retire. All the effort that you've put into it. And so your financial planner or your boss says, man, congratulations, take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry and you sell your house, you go grab an RV and travel the country and move to Florida and you just chill. One, let's be honest, doesn't sound that bad. And two, sounds a lot like the American dream today. And the dangerous thing is is not working hard, it's not saving money. Those are wise things, and that's a It's a totally different Devo, right? Those are wise things to do. We need to be taking care of our money, all that kind of stuff. The thing is, is it's our heart. Because as long as you have breath in your lungs, if you are here on this planet and you're a follower of Jesus, our job is to help other people know about Jesus. That never goes away. As the Great Commission says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. That's, our, that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? That's what we believe here at this church is to help people know Christ and make him known. So no matter what your age, job title, economic status, that never goes away. Retirement, whatever job you make, it does not matter. Our job of going and making disciples, hear me, never goes away. Our job is to help other people know about Jesus. And the danger is when we lose that. That's the danger. It's not having a lot of money, it's not moving to certain places, it's not. No, no, no. It's losing our focus on other people. losing our focus on helping my neighbor know Jesus, my coworker, my family, praying for people, diving into God's word. That's the danger. And so this guy was, in this parable, was focused on himself. And uh, we see what we read in verse 19. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain, laid up for many years, take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20, but God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And then he says in verse 21, This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. Store up things for ourselves, but not rich towards God. Can I tell you that this parable and that verse 21 can apply to many things in our lives? is when we focus on ourselves instead of saying, God, how can I serve you today? How can I serve my church today? How can I have more people know about you today? That is our focus. And money specifically uh, can draw that out of us, this selfish greed, you can say, um, because you can do a lot with money. You know, you can buy quote-unquote happiness if you have a lot of money. And so that's where we see in society where it gets drawn out the most is because of the temptation of, man, if I just have enough money, I can do this. If I could just have a little bit more money, I could do that. But the heart of the problem is verse 21. Is that whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. So let's finish today with a little reflection. And this is what I would like you to ask yourself when we get off. One, where am I at? Is there something I'm putting before my relationship with Jesus? Could be money. Could be a number of things, but let's, let's focus on the, the, the items that we have in our lives. The status we have at our job, the car that we drive, the house that we live in. Is, is there a part of you that says, you know what, man, if I'm being honest, I am letting this become my focus I am maybe going a little too hard at work because I want that raise because, but my motives aren't as, as good as I, I, I want them to be. So let's start with a self-reflection of like, man, where am I at? And two, how do I become more rich towards serving the Lord? How do I be a man or woman today watching this Devo that is rich towards serving God, rich towards serving others? that I focus less on myself, on more on others, as as, as Tim talked about in this past um, movie series, John 3.30, he must increase and I must decrease. If there's a part of my heart, that man, that I, I feel like I'm, I'm fighting and I'm putting above my relationship with Jesus, let me repent of that and be rich towards serving other people. And the thing is, that's where true joy and happiness really comes from. How many times, generation after generation, that we see people chase after money, or status, or fill in the blank, and they're not happy. It doesn't even take a, a follower of Jesus to realize that. You can just Google, read, look at the research, look at everything. What makes someone truly happy is focusing on themselves less, and focusing more on others, and I would want to add focusing on the God who cares about their life and letting that God give you peace and joy and fulfillment. That's where true happiness comes from. Well, guys, that's that's what I have for us today. That was Luke chapter 12, uh, or verse 13 through 21. And man, incredible parable about just learning how to handle our money well. It's It's tricky, and I am far from an expert, but... Man, this is why it's so important to dive into God's Word and just learn. One other thing I'll tell you, I don't have time to dive into it, but what's awesome is what starts in uh, verse 22. It It just bolts on perfectly... Um, to what we just talked about, like the temptation of of focusing on money and and, and worrying and all this kind of things. And then he just goes into, man, just an incredible section of Scripture about not worrying about your clothes or what you're going to wear and just trusting in the Lord. It's awesome. So if you have time, reflect on those questions and then also finish out uh, 22, specifically 22 through 34. If you have time to read those, man, be awesome. Um, Reminder, we have our movie series again. Um, we're also uh, trying to get some people for a car show that we're having and also for Grill Out, the last weekend of the movie series. So if, if you can help volunteer with that, it's all on the website. We'd love for you to be a part of that. And we're not live on, um, at 945 on Sundays right now uh, because we can't play the movie series there. But we are replaying our Anxious for Nothing series, going through Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. And man, it's an incredible series. You can be watching along there if you're, if you're unable to make it to one of our campuses. Um, Can I pray for us? Let's pray for us while we get out of here. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for, um, man, just your word. Thank you, Jesus, that it guides us, it gives us wisdom and direction. Even when culture is swimming in one direction, there's a current going one direction, Lord, we can stand on your truth, on your wisdom, Lord, let us be a people that handle our money well so that we can rich be rich towards you, Lord, that we can bless people, that we can be a, a church and believers that are generous in helping others because we are wise with our money. We thank you, Jesus. Praise all in your name. And everybody said through the camera, amen. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. God bless, and we'll see you soon. See you all.